other side of midnight presents the Midnight Files. side of midnight i'm frank moreno uh, very very pleased to be joined by nick pope uh, one of our favorite guests he's a former employee of the british ministry of defense he's something of an expert in the field of uaps slash ufos and these days he is uh, one of the best regarded journalists on this subject kind enough to join us once again hello there nick Hey, Frank. Nice to talk to you again. It's great to talk with you, Nick. For um, we're, we're very grateful that the, the audience for this show is constantly growing. So uh, while I'm sure many people have heard our previous segments together, many folks may have not. Can you briefly summarize for folks what it was that you did for the British Ministry of Defense? Sure. Well, I was a civilian employee there for 21 years. And for much of the early 90s, I ran their UFO program. And it was my job to look at the sightings, research, investigate, and determine whether there was any evidence of any threat to the defense of the UK or anything of more general defense or scientific interest. And what did what, can you say to the extent that you could say, what did you find while working for the British government in terms of uh, conclusive proof one way or another about this thing? Well, we found that most of these things could be explained in terms of misidentifications, um, ordinary objects and phenomena, but just misperceived. But consistently over the years, a portion of these things defied any conventional explanation. And the speeds, maneuvers and accelerations were extraordinary. And this wasn't just eyewitness testimony, sometimes from military pilots, but it was also corroborated by radar and sometimes film too. You were quoted in an article in a British publication which asks the question whether or not aliens might be able to save the Earth from the nuclear Armageddon that uh, we appear to be on the precipice of right now. There are a lot of folks that think that um, that extraterrestrials have played some role in demilitarizing certain missile silos or certain nuclear warheads from time to time. What is the belief within the UFO community, as best you understand it, about the role aliens have played in saving us from ourselves? Well, the UFO community is quite a, a broad church. There's a whole spectrum sure. of opinion, but there's, there's no getting away from the fact that there is this faction in the UFO community that, that takes a, almost a sort of spiritual new age 
view of all this. And they, they do think, you know, the benevolent space people are watching us and, and because of these incidents, and there have been these incidents with UFOs seen over nuclear facilities um, and allegations that the, the weapons have been somehow switched off. There's this belief that almost, you know, aliens will come and step in and save us. And I, I'm afraid I poured a bit of cold water on that today. I said, I, I was quoted in a paper as saying that, uh, you know, I don't know whether or not we are being observed by aliens, but if they are, they didn't intervene at Hiroshima or Nagasaki. <laughs> and, right. and, you know, it's it's kind of, I think, abrogation of responsibility to think that they'll step in right the, you know, the aliens, aliens. Us. we don't have to do anything no you know if if anyone is going to save us from nuclear armageddon we are going to have to do it ourselves and we shouldn't be expecting salvation from above no uh you know i i think we've covered this before but i think there are a lot of folks are going to want to ask me uh, want me to ask you this question Given your experience and given the fact that because of your prior role and your expertise in the subject, you're so frequently called upon to appear on shows like Ancient Aliens and Alien Hunters and any and shows like this one that deal extensively with UAPs, etc. I think a lot of folks just assume that you are, you know, a full fledged believer that there's regular alien visitation to the Earth. Do you have a belief as to whether or not extraterrestrials have visited the planet recently and how frequently those occurrences happen? No, because of my government background, I'm I'm always very careful to differentiate between what I know and what I think. So uh, there isn't a smoking gun. There's there's lots of of really intriguing evidence. And, and of course, you know, Congress and the DOD are now getting much more into this. But there isn't, there isn't definitive proof. I'm sure there's life out there. I'd like to think that we're being visited because, you know, the world with aliens would be far more interesting than the world without. But I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's, it's proven because it's not. It, what, just to go back to the Ukraine situation, there's been a lot of speculation that there might be UAPs or UFOs seen over Ukraine. I'm sure you've seen some of the various photos or at least heard some of the rumors about this. What's your take about the possibility of UFOs in Ukraine? It's so difficult. Uh, The fog of war, even in this kind of 24-7 media uh, conflict situation, um, we are only getting a snapshot of what's going on. And, and frankly, of course, anything strange in the sky is just as likely, probably more likely, if, if you apply Occam's razor, to be some sort of military hardware. Everyone's firing missiles, dropping flares, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, I keep an open mind, but I think the, the default first position here must be that this is military hardware. Now, um, we you mentioned Congress and their interest in this subject. We saw the pressure that was put on Congress because of the public interest in this subject to include something in the coronavirus stimulus bill, forcing the intelligence agencies to disclose what they knew. I think what the director of national intelligence came out with came as pretty anticlimactic to a lot of folks, didn't really say much of anything. Then um, is part of the recent National Defense Authorization Act, 
they made some changes to UFO reporting and other UFO-related provisions. Can you give us a quick a quick update as to where we are in terms of what Congress is doing on this subject? Sure. It's actually very timely because literally today, I mean, as, as you say, the National Defense Authorization Act um, is out there. But today, I think, the Consolidated Appropriations Act uh, passed past Congress, and that has some more UFO provisions in it. And it, it kind of is, is the same as, as what's come before. But one of the interesting things is that they're now talking, Congress is, is really saying that they want quarterly reports on this, uh, classified ones. There's going to be one uh, unclassified report each year for the public and the media. But Congress you know, the fact that they now want quarterly reports, it shows that they're even more focused on this than they were. And a lot of people are saying, that, you know, 2022 really could be year of the UFO. Well, do you think that's the case? Do you think that because of Congress's interest that we could see 2022 be the year of the UFO? I think so. I, I think for the first time, what we have now is a real political will to grip this issue. Uh, time was when politicians wouldn't touch this with a barge pole. Sure. But now, right across the political divide, it's really interesting. You've got people like Marco Rubio on, on one side. You've got people like uh, Kirsten Gillibrand on the other. And, and yet they're all saying the time has come to hold the Pentagon and the intelligence community to account for this, uh, to have some accountability and indeed a degree of openness and transparency, though we'll see about that. <laughs> that we will. So what do other governments, the UK, for instance, but maybe even other Western governments, what do they do with the United States moving in, the, in this direction? Does the UK, does Germany, do, does, does France, do other governments that may have a UFO watching program like the one you were involved with in the UK, do they follow the US lead on this or do they keep doing their own thing? Pretty much every, you know, sort of a fairly advanced nation in terms of, of you know, air force and, and military capabilities has some sort of a watching brief on this subject. But at the moment, there's no getting away from the fact that the United States is very much in the lead on this. And, and frankly, I, I'm a little bit ashamed to say this, but uh, the United Kingdom is lagging desperately behind. Um, for example, we, you, you mentioned the report that um, Director of National Intelligence produced last June. There was a, an unclassified version published on the website, but a classified version too. Turns out the UK government has not even seen that classified version, and and they're not even. It's not even clear they're going to ask to see it. Real. Well, so why is that? Why is the UK uh, lagging so far behind on this issue? Well, I think uh, part of it is a sort of bureaucratic closed-mindedness that that you know for years they looked at this issue, didn't really find a smoking gun, and so they've sort of convinced themselves that there's nothing to see. But that's not true because there's a much more recent intelligence assessment, of course, uh, conducted by the United States. But it's, it's crazy, the situation that the UK is almost literally saying, uh, we're not interested, we don't want to see this classified information. It's all too difficult.
Well, it's uh, certainly going to be interesting to see where we go from here. So your prediction is that when it comes to disclosure, when it comes to these governments, at least the United States government, being more open about what they know, that we are going to see a lot more this year than we have previously. We're going to see a lot more. Congress is certainly going to keep pushing on this. And another thing, just to mention briefly, of course, this year does see the 75th anniversary of the so-called Roswell incident. And I think that's going to focus a lot of media and public attention on this this summer. Uh, You know, I have done a lot of interviews on the Roswell incident. I'm sure you've studied it six ways from Sunday. What's your best guess as to what happened at Roswell? Well, something crashed for sure. And and if you go right back to the origin of the story, this wasn't some media rumor. The U.S. military themselves put out the story uh, via a press release that they caused to be um, put out there that they had recovered what they referred to as a flying disc. Now, they walked it back within 24 hours. And and maybe we'll never know, but you know, perhaps just finally with, with Congress, with the DOD, with the mainstream news media looking at this issue, maybe the 75th anniversary of Roswell is the final opportunity to, to crack this open and to dig into the archives, find a few, I don't know, probably not the original witnesses now, but uh, you know, sons and daughters maybe, and, and find out what the heck happened. Uh, it's certainly going to be very interesting. Nick, I, I always appreciate you be, being so willing to uh, to chat with us, including at these odd hours. I appreciate it very much. Thanks, Frank. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.